Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? I'm Sam Blakely and for the 58th time I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey. Hugh, have you had a wonderful week? Um, yeah, it's been alright. Yeah. Good, 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 good content for the podcast. Um, more importantly, yeah, though, we're joined. It is what it is. <laughs> we're joined once again by uh, brother of the show, uh, Joe Blakely. Joe, it's been a little while since Wait, the what, big <laughs> He's the show's brother. He's the nation's brother. Um, um, he's the nation's. Yeah. How have you been keeping, Joe? It's a heavy burden. I've been uh, been very good. It's been um, big Christmas list. Two months today since Big Lebowski. <clears throat> good lord, um, really was released yeah and uh i am supposed to be here today <laughs> <laughs> reference um, humor yeah i've i left Dewsbury for the first time in five months i feel proud of you did you uh, yeah twice in one weekend went to went to batley <laughs> <laughs> Down went road. to the next town over <laughs> yeah. yeah which yeah. was sort of a dry run for the the day after which uh, you went to Morley. <laughs> <laughs> To Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. That is outside of West Yorkshire, Kirkley's area. Eight months. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So, yeah, so what's the reason we've got Joe on today then? The reason we've got Joe on today then is because he really likes the film we're talking about today, and um, there's a good chance that Joe introduced me to it. It's Clerks from 1994. Hang on, has Joe come on for another comedy film set in the made in the nineties? What a coincidence! He's our guy. He's our guy for nineties culture. Yeah, nineties cult, cult classics. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, I mean, cult counterculture. I assume Joe, you watched this uh, quite young before pre the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I was probably quite young, twelve or thirteen, maybe. I, I think I was probably introduced to it by a friend at school, right? Um, Wardy, shout out. Wardy, um, represent. Introduced me to a lot of Kevin Smith films and sort of stoner comedies and Generation X type uh, <clears throat> com- uh, comedies like Yeah, this. for a sort of 12 year old in the late 90s, it's absolute perfect material, isn't it? It's, it's Blink 182, it's that sort of slackers kind of stoner kind of <laughs> idle hands kind of kind of stuff. Uh, what was it, Dude Where's My Car as well? That another <laughs> but that's very yeah, that is popular. That. Although that's a bit more feels a bit more like mainstream sort of thing rather than the actual grunginess of it. But yeah, they're still quite like sweet dude disenfranchised yeah. kind of people. Um I think Kirk Cobain's still alive probably when this film was made. Just about, <laughs> yeah, just about, which is mine. Just a, yeah. Yeah. He was he was eyeing up that shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bill Hicks. Had, Bill Hicks had been diagnosed. <laughs> Kurt Cobain was fucking depressed. Nineteen ninety four was yet to happen when they made this film. Bill Clinton hadn't had his dick sucked in the White House <laughs> that we know that of. That we know of. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hugh, I mean, are, are you were you you know is there a reason why you hadn't seen this film? Is it a film that you knew a lot about, or did it just pass you by? Um. Well, I think because it's like an indie film. It's one of those where you've kind of, for, for our generation anyway, you kind of had to catch it late night on a Channel 4 on like a Sunday or something. Or be shown it by or, a friend. Or midweek on film, yeah. And nobody I knew would watched it or would mention that they'd seen it. So I only beca- I probably only became aware of it like maybe, don't know, you just, it was in, it's in the ether, isn't it? It's one of those films that's kind of, I think once you see Dogma, obviously Dogma was kind of like Kevin Smith's big film, isn't it? That, the one that he did. 
it wasn't the one he did straight after this, but he did it. That was the one that had like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And That's right. Had all the big. I think actors he went from and... this on to Mall Rats after that, and then yeah, things like yeah. Dogma chasing Amy. I watched Dogma quite recently actually. It's like it was on YouTube in full, um, which is amazing. Still funny. Free. Yeah, still funny. I mean, yeah, some of it doesn't age well, but some of it really does, and it's yeah, still possibly his best film. I just think Alan Rickman's great in that film. Yeah. He's like, hence all the spitting. <laughs> it's just a great film, and it's yeah, like you say, it's it's this sort of this sort of thing, but with a bigger budget and bigger actors and, and that sort of thing. Rewatched Jane Silent Bob recently as well. Obviously, this is the first yeah. appearance of Jane Silent Bob. So I'll give a, a quick synopsis, listener. I'm assuming you've seen Clerks. Um, if you haven't, then please do. If, if you have and, and you don't want to, then you know, still listen. So it's uh, it's. Kevin Smith's first film made for less than $30,000 and it's just about two guys, one guy who works in a convenience store, one guy who works in a video store and they hate their job and it's the mundanity of um, these kind of, you know, minimum wage kind of jobs, the stupid customers that come in, the dramas that come in and it's over the course of one day where Dante, the main character, is not supposed to be there that day. He's in a bit of a love triangle and, and these kind of things happen but... Yeah, it's just a, a crazy day in the life of a couple of minimum wage slackers, really. And I think should we should we bother giving the spoiler warning <laughs> uh, because <laughs> nothing happens really. No. I mean, it's a very eventful <laughs> day, really? but it's, there's not there, no there's no <laughs> plot twists or anything. I mean, unless you've seen the alternate ending. <laughs> no. Hugh, do you know about the alternate ending? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I read about that. He apparently the, does the shop get held up when when uh, Randall leaves and he gets shot yep. because Kevin Smith didn't didn't know how to end the film. Exactly. But I, I like I prefer the ending as it is because it's just like it's just like well that's today. Yeah, that's the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is it yeah. is pretty dark as well. Um, the alternate ending you can find it on YouTube. It's only a minute and a half long. Um, so Joe, I'll start with you. What is it that you love about this film? Yeah, Joe, um, what do you know? Oh, oh, Joe's got a section now. It's, yeah, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> we still don't have anything for Sam because we've got Hugh's views and it, well, the best we came up with was, was Sam's jams. Or Blake's Sam's takes. But, and, yeah, Blake's takes, but I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah no, every time I, I listen to the podcast and you hear, you, you mention that, I, I try and come up with something, but no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> not like... Uh, so, Joe, what, what do I know? Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know why I love this film. It's... Uh, it, well, that's a good <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam. <laughs> Edit that shit out. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Joe, God. What is it you like? I think it's just the dialogue. It's all about the dialogue, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, it. I I think this was the second Kevin Smith film I, I saw, and, uh, you know... Dog, I think Dogma was the first one I saw that it really introduced me to Kevin Smith's style, and it was really nice to go back and see how where he where he started and where he was sort of finding his style. Um, but it's a really funny film. Mm. Um, it's really badly made <laughs> and on a on a tiny budget, but um, that's part of its charm, I think. Yeah, it's nice um, seeing yeah, those, little, just, those little decisions. I'm sure you've all heard that um, the reason why the shutters were the the, the lock of the shutters was um, stuffed with chewing gum, so he couldn't open the shutters, was because they were filming at night in the store where he actually worked. So it was just a, a nice yeah. little budgetary reason for what turns out to be, I think, quite a good addition to the film. Do you like the fact that it's in like black and white? Yeah, uh, it's again a budgetary thing as yeah. well. It was too expensive to get all the lighting right, so they just went fuck it, black and white. 
Yeah, I think, um, I th- well, recently you did Upgrade. Um, I think this film is the opposite of Upgrade. <laughs> there's no... Downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> there's no twist, there's no um, experimental camera techniques. It looks like, like it, it, no it looked like they spent nothing on it. <laughs> Whereas Upgrade, it looks like yeah. they spent ten times as much on it. Although I do prefer Clerks to Upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. Very different films. <laughs> it does feel like... Before I give like my proper opinion away, but there's almost like a television quality to it. Like you could see this being like the first three episodes, maybe of like a um, like a sitcom. Mm, yeah, yeah, called Clerks. Or, yeah, it, it's grainy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's but it's like a film school film, which which is good, the good and bad of it. I mean, what I really like from a character level is it's this classic id versus superego of um, Dante versus you know Randall because Dante's just pure socialised guilt and repression and the superego being like the morality principle whereas Randall is just pure id you know if he, if he doesn't want to be in the store he'll just lock the store or maybe leave it open and just not be there or he'll sleep or he'll be watching pornos or something he is just does whatever he want and Kevin Smith said that it was he wrote it as two sides to himself. Dante was the person he is, but Randall's the person he wants to be. Um, and it just creates this great conflict, and it's also a great kind of mechanism for Dante to grow as a character. You know, by the end, he doesn't care as much about what people think of him and the shit job that he's got. I read that it was a, it's a sort of homage to Dante's Inferno, yeah. or Dante's uh, The Divine Comedy. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, there's nine sort of... It's spaced out in sort of nine separate vinaigrettes, yeah. mm. and and the main character is called Dante, and he's sort vin- of saying vignettes, not, not vinaigrettes. A, that's a that's vi- a dressing. Vine- <laughs> <laughs> yes, vignettes, <sorry>. balsamics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he's trying to say that working in a convenience store is descending into the nine rings of hell. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. like, that again. That's kind of the a good and bad part of it being a student film because it's really got that quality of look how smart I am I'm going to reference Dante Alighieri you know um, so like the the dialogue is so good and so fast paced and witty but the downside is this is somebody who like Tarantino thinks they're really smart and are quite smart but they, they're really trying to show that quite a lot and I imagine first time filmmakers do that a lot you know because the, the different vignette titles don't really do anything they don't always necessarily relate to what's going on in that section it just feels like look how smart I am as a young filmmaker yeah it's like a series of short sketches it it? really is yeah and there's some bits that (laughs) and there's some bits that are like literally a comedy sketch you know when they have like the stupid customers like their little their little moments uh, the same ridiculous <laughs> things um, but you know on the other it is quite inspirational to, to budding filmmakers um, Kevin Smith said that Jason Reitman in, uh, watched this film and it inspired him to make films and he's like your dad is Ivan Reitman why did it take me <laughs> to to inspire you to make films yeah. you know so he can make you this... grew up on the set of <laughs> exactly <films>. yeah <laughs> so like he's got it's like of the, it was I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was basically like ninety nine percent of the people in this film had never been in a film before. Only two of them had, um, and some of them have gone on to be quite famous. Other ones not really. But just the idea of you just get your, your you know, your buddies together and and you can make something out. And it's so nostalgic of that grungy nineties period, isn't it? Of all these like disenfranchised young men who were sort of 
all this displaced anger and sexual tension and thinly veiled misogyny and homoeroticism and you know like that all of it's been channeled into these just like bantering kind of you know hate my job kind of ways it really encapsulates the feeling of generation x in the in the early 90s yeah people who were born in the late 60s and early 70s and they've been um yeah disenfranchised like you said yeah, they 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 they're, they're, they're over it. The MTV generation, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're so over it. They're they're skaters, or you know, they're they're that sort of subculture, really. So, is there anything else you like about this film, Sam or Joe? Either of you want to wax some more lyrical before we move on to what I might not like about? Well, what you guys don't like about it, and what I might not like about it. I think I've hit all my bullet points oh, really Sam. for the things I really like. Sure. Yeah, um, I think Sam said it all. Really. Okay. Well, as, as always. <laughs> so, what, yeah. So then. So then, yeah, what 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 do you think? Well, I'll ask, like I said, is there anything that either of you don't like about this film? I think the acting is not very good. Um, mm. In in one of the DVDs, one of the special features is the auditions. And um, the the actor who plays Dante, is it called Brett O'Halloran? Uh, Brian o- O'Halloran. It, it's a, an appalling audition <laughs> and he's got no charisma and he's doing the piece from some sort of like mystery thing he said that you know they, they weren't given a script for the audition so a lot of them brought their own prepared um monologues from other mm. other things and it's really awful and i don't think there's anybody here who's genuinely a good actor in this film or at least here you know it's their first first thing and it really and it's it does bring it down a little bit when you rewatch it obviously when you watch it as a teenager you don't notice that but watching it now, it's really film school level thing, and some of the yeah, I, uh, yeah. So go on. Sorry, um, yeah, I know it's the same thing with. Uh, I've watched it three times this week, and the first time I really loved it. Second time I watched it with my par- partner Katie, and she wasn't really interested. But I thought you know it was quite. She laughed in the in the right places, and um, it was fun to watch it with someone else. Third time I watched it, I noticed that. Um, <clears throat> quite often Randall is reading a magazine and he's clearly reading his lines <laughs> from the magazine. <laughs> yeah, there's a great and monologue it, he gives, but he's looking off the screen, film. isn't he? Like, uh, off camera, yeah. right to it. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything you guys think that I might not like about this film? I think that might be a big Probably part of it. Maybe. Yeah, and I think the low production value, I think you'll give, you know, you'll like allow it, but it might have brought it down in terms of your <laughs> enjoyment of the film. Allow it, bro. Allow it, allow, allow it. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, I think I think in some ways you'd really like the dialogue. I think you'd really would have liked it, it watching it as a teen, but watching it now you might be like, this is like sub-Tarantino, like say a film, like a film school, like screenwriter. The first thing they want to do is just write some interesting rants they've gone on in front of their friends and they want to just broadcast that. Everybody sounds the same in this, or all the men sound the same in this film basically uh so maybe you won't like that but i can't i mean i i can't think of anything else you'll especially dislike joe can you think of anything else that we miss yeah i think um <clears throat> hughes a few times he was said that he, he appreciates really well-made comedies and this isn't a well-made comedy like <laughs> i said um so it could be that um i don't know maybe he couldn't relate to the uh the the characters in the film that that sort of era, yeah, um, the the early nineties, because um, we we all we're all sort of roughly the same age, yeah, um, and we weren't really we were only kids back then. We 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 can't relate to 
Yeah, you don't know what it's like to work in a convenience store when you were yeah. in 1994 or 1993, because <laughs> well, we were, yeah. you know, six, seven, and five years old. Or I couldn't decide if I was supposed to like Randall, because I really hated him, because it's like, well, this is your job, so just don't be a dickhead to people just because they want to come into a shop to do things. And I don't know if I'm supposed to like him and think, oh, yeah, I wish I could do that. Um, or I think he's, really. he's an agent of chaos. <laughs> he is. Yeah, like I, I say, pure yeah, id. as a... As a teenager, I really admired him because he was sticking it to the man in a way. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, just why don't you just um, serve people, do your job, <laughs> do your job and yeah. yeah. Well, it's that Lucy Kid bit where he says, you know, there's like a twenty-year-old working at a coffee shop or something, and they're like, "Ugh, this job is so beneath me," and it's so, or this job is so easy and boring. It's like, yeah, that's why we gave it to you because you've got no experience, <laughs> no skills or anything. <laughs> but he's like, "Well, I'm 22, so you know, I deserve to do something more fulfilling." This, well, you don't yet because you you shit at the job that you've got. But he does he does mention that in speech anyway. So. After the break, we're going to get Hugh's views. Hello and welcome back to Please Watch This. We are ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, what did you like about this cult classic? What did I like, Sam? Uh, what didn't I chuffing like, is should be oh, a question. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good film, isn't it? It's very funny. It's very, very witty. It's very much in that sort of um, Quentin Tarantino naturalistic dialogue kind of wheelhouse, isn't it? You know, where well, it's not necessarily naturalistic, but it's it's like but it, turned but it up does, to eleven. Yeah, but it does feel like how people actually talk to one another. You know, they yeah. have these conversations. They're unfiltered, and, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I like. I was wondering because at the time I probably it probably felt like fresh, original, and maybe even edgy. And I was thinking, yeah. oh, in the preceding years, you know, has that changed? And um, the answer to that question came essentially when um, he showed the picture of the open vagina to the um, <laughs> to the man at the at the at the uh, storefront or at the uh, counter, <laughs> which was a shock. Yep. And made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. Well, he says, yeah. "You think that's offensive? Look at this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, I think so that's the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, womb raider. <laughs> you know, you could. It was. I don't think I've ever seen that in a film, like ever. What an open vagina. <laughs> No, not in a one that you can watch. Not a film you can watch on, on Channel Four on a, on a Friday night. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah, I was genuinely shocked by that, which which I thought was a good thing personally. So that was a personal um, highlight for you, obviously. Free, free fanny, <laughs> free fanny. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Um, it's just got great comedic dialogue, hasn't it? Like it is yeah. very funny, and it's like 36, 37 dicks. What in a row? <laughs> um, and it's like you said, it's it's. It's the day in the life of a guy who works in a convenience store and a guy who works in a in a video rental shop. And whilst you were saying turned up to 11, so a lot of the things that happen in the one day are probably unlikely to happen in a normal day working in it these places. It actually wouldn't be that boring a job if this if this was a normal day. Yeah, where... <laughs> but I, you can quite... You can perceive that these things, if you work there for like a year, six months, these kind of things can happen in shops and these sort of places and interesting things like that do happen. Um, 
like when the was it the man with the eggs and he starts inspecting the eggs and the man with the like the old man who goes into the back for, to use the toilet yeah. like I, and I, you completely forget about him and then you're like but well, hey she looks like she's a bit flush coming out yeah, of the bathroom yeah. what's happened to her yeah. and then she's like oh how'd you get here so quick and he's like oh I left an hour ago yeah <laughs> and then you like and then you're like wait was the old man in there at the back and you're just like yeah. oh. so it's the one bit of tension in the film isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, oh. do, who done it uh, mystery <laughs> like I like the I like the hockey bit as well when they play hockey for like 12 minutes on the roof <laughs> yeah so um, that's quite nostalgic isn't it playing again obviously we didn't play hockey but playing football or tennis and somebody's only brought one ball and it's gone and that's it yeah yeah it's I've got my notes here, which it's not the most um, eloquent of notes, but I've just put it's a well-made day in the life of film. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you could, could these like so you were saying there's no real there's no real plot to this, but if you were to say there's a plot, it's that Dante is having issues with his his partner, and he's got his ex girlfriend, and he's still talking about her, and he's still into her, and you know he's clearly. At one point, you think, "Oh, he wants her back," and all this, and then it turns out, you know, they've actually that he realizes that he loves his current girlfriend because she's so nice to him and does all these yeah. other things. But she's got, you know, thirty-seven dicks, <laughs> which was really, really funny. Um, it's a, is that a lot? I don't know, guys. What do you think? Is that a lot? It's more than I have, um, uh, yeah, Joe. I, don't... <laughs> I mean, she's how old is she supposed to be? She'll be they're only like, as well, yeah, or? they're about twenty-two, aren't they? Yeah, because uh, they say they're if it was one always... a month, you get three years, yeah. and that's not. I think that's bad, quite a lot, but but there's nothing. Good wrong math with there, that. Sam. Good math. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think um, who was it? The I think the the producer at Miramax he decided <laughs> to to greenlight this film because of the line. 37 in a row <laughs> yeah. yeah he stopped reading and showed it to the VP yeah and, and yeah. It, it is a great line actually and um, and then what's great so Kevin Smith said at the uh, 10 year anniversary to Q&A he said the guy who he stood outside when he says make sure you don't suck any dicks you know in the parking lot and then he follows her this guy Mitch mm. Cohen and apparently that was like the makeup girl's boyfriend because the biggest difficulty in making the film was just getting people to show up, especially for the night shoots. So there were times when, like, the offended customer was supposed to be a woman, but she just didn't show up because it was 3am. So they got Walter, whatever his name is, to just do, uh, like, another character. In the credits, it's just, like, there's, like, He's, a big he list. He plays four characters. Yeah, he, he plays four characters. And so that guy, it was just some guy, and Kevin Smith said, yes, yeah, years later they, they met, and he said, you've no idea how many drinks people buy me because of that one scene where I went walking <laughs> off, off, <laughs> off the frame once. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, it's, you, you were saying, like, the acting's quite bad in it, and watching it the first time, I haven't no, I didn't notice that, personally. Um, yeah I think there's one maybe character who's like an extra or something who you can tell is acting yeah. but that for me first time round anyway I didn't that was I didn't really notice it so so I actually put I actually put it's quite they were quite naturalistic like you know the relationship that um, Dante and Randall have is you can clearly tell they're friends yeah know? definitely and I quite, that sort of bantery and, friendship where you're like why am I friends with you all we do is hate each <laughs> other and criticise each other and make each other feel shit but yet you know like Dan, uh, Randall thinks he's doing a good thing for Dante by um, <laughs> what is it for by saying to uh, Caitlin that he doesn't love her not Caitlin mm-hmm. sorry um, yeah 
uh, Veronica that he doesn't love her. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I love Veronica. So that's why he doesn't love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, he wants he wants him to find the shit I'll get off the pot, doesn't he? So he forces his hand just when he's yeah. figured out. Not every girl bring me to your lasagna at work. But he's like saying he's a pushover and he's like, I'm sorry for what I said. He says, see, you're a pushover. He just did it again. <laughs> I like that bit. Yeah, so I, quite, I like, I like the, uh, the two central characters because, um, yeah, like, Rand- I love Randall. Randall's amazing. Randall is I like thought you might. Just, I really thought this, this film might be our sense of humour. And yeah, he's he was such an agent of chaos, as I said. Yeah. He's so like, <laughs> like when um, he's like, have you? He's like, oh, have you locked the video store? And he's like, what do you think? He's <laughs> 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 just like, what? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's very like nineties sort of meta, isn't it? Because yeah. there's um, the scene at the very beginning when. The guy starts talking to people and he's saying, oh, you know what your lungs look like? You know, you've been smoking for this long. This is what your lungs look like. And, I love that and guy. He's com- and he's like convincing all these people to like stop smoking. And you're like, oh, why does this guy care so much? And he's just like, oh, maybe he's just, you know, anti-smoking was a very big thing in the 90s. Maybe this guy was, you know, he's just a concerned citizen. Yeah. And Veronica's like, who do you work for? Yeah. <laughs> Which Show me some credentials. Them. <laughs> yeah, and he works for a chewing gum company, you know. Yeah. It was very, yeah, yeah. very uh, knowing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm but sure you all more... read the same IMDb trivia that I did, but yeah. uh, apparently those were Kevin Smith's real views at the time when he wrote the screenplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and because his character smoked in the film Silent Bob, he turned into a two-pack-a-day smoker by the I end of the that. production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, watched, I watched the, the, uh, the commentary and he's like, Look at me smoking there. That is clearly not a non-smoker. You know, he's not. He's not taking it back. He's <laughs> inhale, exhale immediately afterwards. And that was the thing that I, I think I might have even mentioned on the podcast or maybe another podcast. Um, he wasn't a stoner until the last like five years. He's basically been high mm. for the last five years. But when he was, you know, the king of stoner comedies, he, he didn't get high. It, it still blows yeah. my mind. Really, he plays Silent Bob <laughs> and he's not a stoner and he writes it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I like the fact that actually Jay and Silent Bob actually do have, have a reason to be there. They're drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. that was that's the. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in other films that's what they do, but in like Dogma, they're just two weird dudes who go around to abortion clinics. They're getting looking for easy a, lays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And pe- people love them so much that they got their own movie, didn't they? Jay and Silent Bob's trying. Yeah, to I mean. If there was any criticisms I would have of this film, is the fact that when you watch a film like this and you see how good the dialogue is written and how funny it is, you do wonder why Jay and Silent Bob ever got made. Because mm. I don't mind. I've not seen the new one, but I've not. I don't mind Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But I don't think it's a good film. I think Dog yeah. good. It's quite funny, but they have um, they they they're funny in small it's, it's little dumb comedy, that, isn't it? Yeah. But this is quite smart. You know, there's those. Like they have conversations in this about like the contractors on the Death Star, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's yeah. I thought you'd legitimately like that. <laughs> a funny yeah. conversation. Um, and I put there's down... a lot of that in Clerks too as well. I considered making this a Clerks one and two double header, but <clears throat> we can always do that later. Um, there's another one of those where he yeah where he gets into pop culture conversations about Lord of the Rings and all kinds of other things. Oh, Clerks two is a oh, yeah. is it good? It's, it's, it's a very yeah, different film. I watched, the, I watched the trailer for it after I watched this. And I wasn't entirely convinced that it'd be good. A lot of people like prefer Clerks Two to Clerks One, but yeah, um, um, it, it's a good film and it's funny and it's got a lot of randalisms, um, right. but yeah. and a lot of 
Kevin Smith's friends uh, celebrity cameos like uh, Jason Lee and yeah, Jason Lee Ben Affleck and yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah I, I think I suppose the one thing I'd like about this is I could I wish I'd seen this maybe when I was like a teenager, mm. like when I was maybe fifteen, sixteen, because by the time I got to like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, early twenties. I would I'd started working these kind of jobs and working right, like retail yeah. jobs and you know I I worked at Blockbuster just before it went under in the uh, in 2012-13 so I literally know what it's like to work in a like a, a video rental store I have yeah, exactly, Sam I know yeah. you've got a similar experience so watching this now I go oh I know what that's like to have this just like soul crushingly bad it's not a bad job it wasn't it wasn't a bad job but it's they they are they can be quite difficult and you do get weird people coming in you get these weird cast of characters and you you feel like you're being undervalued you know um oh yeah although i would say as a criticism of it from like being a little older now is whilst i could relate to it then when it's like you know the reason this film works is at 21, 22, you don't know what you want to do with your life. You don't know where you're going. So you are in this, like, you, you know, you are in these, like, shit jobs that, yeah, they're given to you because you don't know what you're doing. You know, that kind of, yeah. as you said, so. And you're the least so qualified can, people on the planet. So, yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. So this is what you do until, you know, you can prove that you can do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could relate on that level that I've been there in their situation and I know what it feels like. But at the same time, I was sat as an adult thinking well not as an adult but as somebody in their early 30s going well I've it's funny because it's a well made film and it's good dialogue but they're like their problems are so like this they're they're, they're nothing aren't they you know his biggest problem is he has a shit job and his girlfriend's badgering him about going back to school that's his big problem in life it's not like he's got kids yeah he's not got kids that he's got you know he's not doing it because he's got little kids that he has to look after and this is all he could get or you know he's um, classic you know, he's, classic 90s problems yeah, yeah he's exactly. not dealing with like health problems or you know people aren't well, dying is around it, is, and, a, uh, you know is this like a, 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 just like just this, manufacturing you know service industry uh, peak of of the US you know where it's just disaffective youth disaffective yeah. youth isn't it where like and then you know they were saying oh um about Jay, where he's like, oh, Jay knows what he's doing. You know, he's not pretending yeah. he's somebody he's not. And it's like, yeah, at 21, 22, that probably does look quite good. Do you know what I mean? Because he is, but, he but is true right. to himself. Yeah, Jay's not looking for anything more other than he wants to sleep with more women. But this is the sort of people yeah. who would join Fight Club, you know, five years later. <laughs> it's that sort it's of... It's like um, when, we, um, when we did Office Space, um, the guy, I forgot his name, the, the main character... He, oh, I can't remember. He's um, almost in awe of his neighbour because he. Li- oh yeah, yeah. He's living his best life, and he's <laughs> yeah. He, he knows what he wants from life, and he's, he's doing happy with it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I probably that's relate like, more to the... Office Space now. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're about they're late twenties, aren't they? In Office Space. Yeah, yeah they so it's like these guys work. have uh, have gone to Initech, and yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're sick of that job. But it's at least it's not a retail public facing job. This is why um, I was sat, yeah. this is why I was sat thinking maybe Clerks Two isn't as good because by the time they get round to making Clerks Two, it's been what like twelve, 12 years. years. So yeah. so they're what mid thirties, like thirty four. They're like. And yeah. they're in this like yeah, yeah. service industry job, and it's like, well, Kevin Smith didn't go off and do that when he 
you know, no, when he finished. He made, this, he made this film and went to Hollywood as opposed to yeah, working in fast and, food joints. I mean, I don't know what the guy, um, the actor, Brian O'Halloran did after, you know, he made this. But I'm guessing he wasn't working in shit jobs again. Yeah. No, I think, He's not an I think he did a few other Kevin Smith films. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's right. As, as most of them keep, did, But that'll keep you going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I'm sure I'm sure Jason Mewes doesn't worry about uh, ever having to get a real job. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's got his best mate, Kevin Smith. I think you would like Clerks too, though. Fair enough, I might watch it. Yeah, I might just watch if you like it. the films much. I think maybe we'll do that in a future episode. Um... Yeah, so that's maybe like if I had to, like it's very hard to criticise this film because it is very indie. It is, it's like I said last week when I watched Upgrade. Upgrade was it knows what it wants to be and it never strays out of what it is. Where like you said earlier about they had a, they decided not to go with it where he gets shot at the end. Yeah, and I think that would have ruined the film because, mm. I, yeah, I've, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think it would have? made sense because he's having such a bad day and what could go wrong does go wrong or do you think it's just a bit silly no, I don't think it would have worked at all no I don't think it's it would a, have, it's it a weird have note to end on isn't it <clears throat> yeah yeah and yeah. there wouldn't be a clerk's well, too no that's <laughs> very true he could you get shot in the head <laughs> he's very clearly dead at the end but um this brings us nicely then onto onto favourite scenes. I'm assuming that's not your favourite scene. Uh, Joe, as our guest, you want to have the honours. What would you say is your favourite scene? Well, I'd like to... Um, I'd actually like to hear Hugh's favourite scene first, because that's Ooh, interesting. controversial. I, I think it's going to be the same as mine, and I think I know what Hugh's favourite scene is. Is it going to be the Return of the Jedi scene, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it mean, is, isn't it, Hugh? <laughs> it's... It's hard to argue that it's not my favourite scene. <laughs> I, do, I do have two here, and I was caught between the two of them. Um, yeah, I, I did go with... I wrote down the Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> the contractor. Yeah, so the, the, the... You know, it's like... With that scene, it's like George Lucas never thought of the contractors on the Death Star, did he? <laughs> but with this, it's... Um, yeah, it's just that whole debate about it, and then, and then you're like, it, it, you know, this is the the this is what I like about the writing of this film is, they could have just ended the the scene with uh, Randall and Dante talking about it, and it, them you know having their position, but then to add that extra input from the contractor from the roof guy, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, your um, what did you say, your personal views or your his personal politics, personal politics comes into it. And he was and then he tells the story about how that he gave a job to a friend and his friend got murdered and he <laughs> didn't even finish the shingle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They choose with their heart, not their wallet, and it was really quite sincere, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what about so? What was yours then, Joe? Um, that was my favourite scene, but I also liked the. Um, <laughs> in the scene with Randall where he's in the, the video shop and there's the, the woman and the young oh, child so funny. and he's reading out he's on the phone to the distribution <laughs> place he's reading out all the titles of the movies that he wants that's brilliant yeah it's <laughs> extreme isn't it 
and IMDb, IMDb trivia alert, <laughs> of course. Um, the it. actor who plays Randall. He, they're not in the same room at the same time. It always cuts back and forth because he refused <laughs> to say those things. Blah blah blah. He refused to say those titles to the woman and the child. But then her reaction is actually somebody else reading those titles to her and the child. So it's, it's all for it's naught. Brilliant. He reads out all these really vulgar titles, and then he goes. Oh, what was that called again? <laughs> Happy Scrappy Hero Pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Sam? What was your favourite scene? It was the Return of the Jedi scene, but I think I think second, I do like the anti-smoking uh, gum salesman scene because it's so it's so sort of uh, silly, and um, his speech is actually great. It's really mm. compelling. Um, and then you go, oh, he's mentioned uh, this gum company twice now, so this is a bit suspicious. And also, yeah, he just really turns this mob onto Dante. Uh, yeah, I think that was really good. Very, really compelling. It was probably the the best performance of the film. Um, I thought. I love, I love the end, <laughs> the end to that scene as well, where the the guy who's been throwing cigarettes at him after the mob has been dispelled he's like uh, pack of cigarettes I, I love how he doesn't tell him to yeah. fuck off like I'd be like get the hell out of here yeah, he yeah. does with his with his Six eyes he's like in. really angry it's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he still sells like, it still sells it Fruit well I've got one then. more well I've got yeah, another scene are, that I, I liked in the film Ooh, and I really liked the the scene when Caitlin sleeps with the dead guy <laughs> <laughs> and like how she's like saying how it's all um you know how she's like oh you just didn't move it was so like sensual <laughs> so yeah so the the scene with Caitlin and the dead guy and then the fact that she's in like the back of the <laughs> um, the ambulance like just catatonic as he says and she's just like she's so shocked at what she's done and it's it's so funny that bit because mm. can you imagine if she got pregnant well, <laughs> I mean that's um, we're going some layers deep there that I don't really want to get into is that biologically? No, um, it's not territory no. I thought we'd get into. <laughs> no, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it. I think I, it I, would. She never I said if he came or not. <laughs> how does she not feel? I mean, it's not mentioned. How does in the she sequel. not feel that like he was cold though? <laughs> That's what I don't get. Like he, because they they estimate the time of death yeah, was like. I'm, there's a lot of about three twenty, wasn't it? It's probably it's about eight or nine o'clock at night. He's probably at that sat point. on a toilet. It's probably sat on a toilet full of his own shit Lovely. as well. There's so a bit of smell. Yeah. But he I mean, said, but he did been, say, didn't he, that he couldn't. So he might not have. He might have just died before he shot. But I then he would have shot anyway because he seemed to. So. Look, there's many questions. I think we should move on. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. let's go to favourite lines. <laughs> favourite lines then. Joe is the guest. Again, um, I'll give you the I think my favourite line is the. It's, it's one I use daily in my, in my job. Um, and it's when Randall says, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? And of course, the line that you, um, the line that you use a lot is uh, a yeah, bunch of savages yeah. in this town. But it's, like. yeah, sometimes I'm trying to do my work and then fucking customers interrupt me, you know. <laughs> if only it wasn't for the customers, we could run this place. <laughs> this be, uh, just making a lot of spreadsheets and uh, yeah. emails, yeah. I do one. like the 37, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. <laughs> but just a little... It's concise, it's brilliant. However, yeah, it's and I'm, I'm going to go through it. Um, what's your, Actually, no, what's your favourite line, Sam? Or favourite? Well, based on what you just said, it might be similar. I, I didn't generally like the rant scenes, but I did like one bit of the Randall rant at the end, right. which we've already referenced, to be honest, so I won't spend long on it, but he basically says... 
That, that guy Jay's got it right, man. He has no delusions about what he does. Us, we like to make ourselves seem so much more important than the people that come here to buy paper or, God forbid, cigarettes. We look down on them as if they're, we're so advanced. Well, if we're so fucking advanced, what are we doing here? Um, and for of all the ranty bits, that was the one that I, I liked. So, the yeah, the other bit I was going to reference. Are you ready? <laughs> was. Um, oh, dear. Oh, my God, he's oh, got the whole thing written down. Hi there, it's RTS Video Calling, <laughs> customer number 4352. I'd like to place an order. Okay, I need one of each of the following tapes. Whispers in the wind, to each his own. Put it where it doesn't belong. My pipes need cleaning. All tip fucking volume eight. I need your cock, ass worshipping rim choppers. My cunt and eight shafts. Come clean, come gargling naked sluts. Come burn buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white comb. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Men alone to the KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh, yeah. And uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, what was that? What was that called again? And um, I do like also uh, the best of both worlds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that bit's so good. So yeah, and, you know, you'll be you'll be gutted to know that I didn't I didn't include any of those as a <laughs> trivia question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you've re- you've learned all those. <laughs> nice. Nice. But it's it is it is a film filled with great quotes, and and it's the sort of thing that I can imagine people who were born in 1980 could now quote endlessly. Yeah. You know, who watched this when it was most appealing. And I think with that, we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to get some ratings and a little quiz and maybe a bit of social media interaction. Exciting. So join us after the break. Hello, welcome back. So we are ready for some quantifiableness. Should we do the critics first, Hugh? Uh, yeah, fire away. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Metacritic, being be, seeing as though you've been on IMDb, uh, you may have seen it already. Do you know what the rating is, or can you guess what the rating is? It's seven is? six, maybe. Seventy. Seven two. A solid seventy. Seven zero seventy. Um, Roger Ebert reviewed it. What, how would you think old Rog would respond to I this? I don't know. Rog is definitely not Gen X, is he? <laughs> I think what that's do fair you think? <clears throat> I th- I think he loves this. I think he he appreciates good comedy and good cinema for what it is. I suppose he appreciates good writing as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I'd say he liked it. Yeah. I say he maybe gave it three and a half star. Three stars. Actually. Three. Yeah, three. I wonder out what four. he didn't like. Um, yeah, I mean the, the 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 article the 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 review actually didn't really criticise it all that much. Um, I mean, you can well, still you, something can be. Enjoyable, but doesn't it's never not necessarily a masterpiece, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because you don't criticize something doesn't mean it has to be top mark. So he said, um, considering that Smith shot the entire movie in and around the convenience store, he shows ingenuity in finding fresh setups. There's a danger that the movie could reduce itself to a series of people standing around talking, but look at the way he handles the conversation between Dante and Veronica, which paints her na- who paints her nails while they talk. Or consider the hockey game, which is finally played on the st- on the star roof. And I think that's a really good point. You know, given that it's in two locations, actually no two scenes look exactly the same. Within the limitations of his bare bones production, Smith shows great invention, a natural feel for human comedy, and a knack for writing for writing weird, sometimes brilliant dialogue. 
Much has been written about the Generation X and the films about it. Clerks is so utterly authentic that its heroes have never heard of their generation. When they think of X, it's on the way to the video store. So he, uh, yeah, he was a big fan, and I, I like everything he said there. Here's a question said, for you, Bob, because I think something that this film brings up is, it is, like you said, it is like a voice of a generation, isn't it? Like the Gen X generation. And everybody kind of knew people like this growing up, you know, these kind of disaffected youths who worked in low-paying service jobs. And my question is... Was everybody kind of like this in these kind of these shops and these places, or was Kevin Smith uniquely alone? Because I, to me, it just feels like Kevin Smith. His what's special about him was he had the determination to make a film, where the because the other everyone else is just a bit disaffected, you know. So they weren't, you know, they were that disaffected. What was the point? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting at? I'm yeah. kind of saying like. Is Kevin yeah, Smith so. and special? He, well, he was he was inspired by Slackers, the Richard Linklater film. Which I've not seen. You know, so yeah, nor I. And you've seen it, Jim. And I, th- I know what you mean. I like seen it, he he would have been yeah disaffected and what's the point and all that. But I suppose those guys often end up going to be you know skateboarding pros and actually they I suppose when they find something they genuinely love and they can see an actual future in it, that's when those guys really come to life. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen. Um, I think a, a lot that was a lot to do with um, pop culture at the time. You know, The Simpsons and MTV was all about being jaded and over it, um, and everything's cliche. <laughs> um, I actually watched a video. Someone, someone on YouTube's uploaded a, a load of old home movies from the late eighties and early nineties. Guy just used to go around with a camera and film people, and they, I saw um, a video from. It was like a supermarket in the early 90s and people were all kind of, you know, oh, that's passe, man, you know. It's, it, they had long <laughs> hair and plaid shirts and it was they were all sort of, yeah, kind of stonerish. And, everyone's Dala. Yeah, ev- everyone's jaded. And, Dala? You mean <laughs> D- Daria? Daria, yeah. Daria. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. And, Idiot. Yeah, we were some boyhood types. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like, but like I say, those guys—they really. And I've got a lot of students who are in that in that mold of, you know, I teach a subject called EPQ where you get to choose the project that you're going to do, and you can literally, you can you can do anything. You can make a short film, you could write an essay about your favorite football or whatever. And there's a lot of people, especially young boys, who literally have zero interests. I'll even say to them, like, when you get home, do you play video games? I'm like, no, I just sort of sleep. <laughs> Um, what do you do at the weekends? You know, do you hang out with friends? No, just I don't know really. Like, Jesus Christ, this is blood from a stone. Um, but when those people do get do figure out that they do love a certain thing, like filmmaking or whatever, they they do tend to really, you know, benefit from it. There was a less um, less complimentary review. <laughs> Got about 50% from Hal, Wil- Hal Hinson in the Washington Post. The full review isn't available, but I got the kind of, the you know, the synopsis of his review where he said it was amateur amateurishly acted, clumsily edited and slapped together out of what looks like surveillance camera footage. <laughs> the thing bumps along not so much on talent as on audacity. I think if... And I, that's kind of true. It is it, true, really? but the guy but, just doesn't get it. <laughs> no, he's probably, he's yeah. not that generation. <laughs> I think one thing I would get rid of is I'd get rid of the little title cards. And I know that's that's a very film schooly kind of thing to have. It's like we were saying is, when we it? were watching uh, Boys in the Hood, and they 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 referenced the fact that it's like an after school special. 
because they show that um, <laughs> Do- is it Doughboy? Uh, Ice yeah, Cube's character so, he's yeah. like it comes up with text saying several weeks later Doughboy was gunned down and it's like he's a character in a film <laughs> who cares what happens to him he could have become president for all we give a fuck about you know yeah proper 90s staple that wasn't it yeah so the most important um, ratings of all lads how many preapic corpses <laughs> out of 10 would you give this film Joe what would you give it um, I'd give this an 8 Nate, solid, eight preapic corpses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would echo Joe's thoughts. It's it's solid, isn't it? It's like you could um, you can throw this on at any time, and it's still good, isn't it? You know, it's probably not going to age amazingly, but it's been what nearly twenty. It's been over twenty years, nearly it'll be thirty years. Yeah, yeah twenty six years old. So in a f- eventually, it's probably going to age out and not be relevant, but. Uh, it's it's just funny, mm. and good writing is always going to be good writing. You can't you can't deny it, can you? What about you, Sam? Absolutely, that's good. Uh, probably a seven point five. I think um, it does shine through too much how beginner first film this is, but you know, for all of, for all of the limitations, they do so well with it. And yeah, is it similar to, to any other films in terms of it's like a day in a life of somebody sort of young and. It's like it's almost like the anti Ferris Bueller's Day Off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like Ferris has this it's great Ferris day. Ferris Bueller's what should have been his day <laughs> yeah, off, like, but he's day in like, yeah. when he shouldn't have been. I his. Think, it's, um, it's like um, <clears throat> Harmony Corrin. I think his favorite, his first film was Kids, very controversial film, right? Um, and that's the sort of day in the life of some uh, right teenagers yeah <clears throat> it's really similar to a film I saw from 2006 called Clerks 2 <laughs> um, kind of similar sort of vibe yeah um, I mean yeah it's one of those where they, like for the like the main cast in the film you know not everything kind of worked out for the real people in real life mm. like I think the woman who played uh, Caitlin she died when she was quite young yeah she did uh, I think she, a few years ago yeah she's 2017 she was only 44 so Jesus. kind of sad in a way and like it was, you, you kind of wonder what happens to these people who are very much because it's very much a snapshot even though it's a day in the life it's a snapshot of somebody in their early 20s and I th- one thing I would say is that people these kind of films that that they, that they are even though they're working in these jobs and they're like they're meant to be like the disaffected youth it's also they're kind of almost um, they they seem a bit mature than like what we were when we because we're like the generation behind when we were in our early twenties I don't think we were as mature as they were no. like Caitlin like the whole like melodrama is she's getting married yeah and um, and I was to a design to major out. Asian design major <laughs> you know <laughs> it's I was surprised when I found out the main characters were twenty two twenty three yeah they look, <laughs> I, I was th- I was. Th- like I always thought they were in like the mid twenties rather than early twenties. The dancer guess. looks forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not aged. I looked at, I saw a photo of him, and he's he's not aged too well. Kevin Smith is aged well. It was kind of like when... he's better looking in this film. He's quite good looking. I thought. For well, some he reason. aged he aged poorly, and then he had a heart attack and lost yeah, a lot of weight. He, got as a result, so he, he lost a lot of weight, but he still wears the yeah. same jacket, doesn't he? He's yeah. still got a massive jacket. Exactly the same. That's jacket. like basically an inch yeah. off the floor. It looks huge on him. Yeah, but it's like the it's when you're one. in uh, when you first start school. When when you're in year seven, you look at year elevens and you look 
like adults, like yeah. grown-ups. <laughs> and then when you're in the year 11, you're like, yeah. I look like a child. Yeah. <laughs> why, why does... Why do... It is unbelievable how young year sevens look, actually, we have when you... When you it's that with like, now, before we go to the quiz, I've got a little... Um, I've got a little uh, social media thing. Now, rather than ask people what they thought of this film, I, I put on social media, what are people's favourite films that, that cost less than $30,000? I was also interested to see what the reaction was to this film because I put Clerks as the image uh, behind it and it got a lot of positive, uh, you know, everybody who who responded to it. It was a really, it was either the caring, the love heart or the like, you know, people really like this film. Uh, Hugh, what, what films could you foresee being on that list of uh, favourite films under 30 grand? Can you think of any big films that maybe we've... Well, I was thinking about this and, um, like... Shane Carruth must be like, God, what did you waste 17 grand on? <laughs> and, and it's black and white, yeah. You know, and it's all set in the one yeah, so. one's place. You know, it, it literally has <laughs> like, two other locations and it's like the house. It has three locations or four mm-hmm. locations. You've got the house, you've got the shop, you've got the video shop, you've got the funeral parlour. And I think you see a shot of him in the other DV, uh, the other video rental store. So like five yeah, places. yeah. And obviously the roof, I guess. <laughs> Which, for all is... we know, might have been a shot from, from RST. But yeah, it looks no, like they, it's a they, primary look, they literally look like they times. filmed it from across the street secretly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, somebody mentioned, I've not seen this film, they mentioned Who Killed Captain Alex? They said it was made for less than $100, if they remember correctly, which, it, you that's, know, that's never heard scene. of it, maybe that's why. <laughs> a Razor Head was mentioned, Pink Flamingo's got a few mentions. Diamond Flash, and in fact Slacker, like I say, which inspired this film. And then another really significant one that stands out is um, Paranormal Activity, which came up in a in a quiz or something yeah. once upon a time that we did, which was, I think it was the highest... Was it like uh, budget, budget to ratio? Gross, yeah, ratio. ratio. Yeah. Like this yeah, made, what, uh, I, I think on IMDb it said it made like three and a half million dollars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not that much. Which but then you amazing. think, that's what, like... Is hundreds. Yeah. It's hundreds. Yeah. Did, um, <laughs> and what was the budget for Blair Witch Project? Was that that was that must be been... that was like fifteen grand yeah. or something. Yeah, was that, that was really, that was on that, was that list really of, low um, as well. But it made, but I think it made less money than Paranormal Activity, which made like three hundred million dollars. Yeah. Did it so, make three? Um, that's yeah, insane. Oh, two hundred and seventy million, if I remember, if I remember right. But yeah, anyway, so it's it's in that realm of this film made a decent profit. You know, the 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 budget is. What's that? Is that um, yeah at one percent of the of the so gross, Blair Witch costs sixty thousand dollars estimated, 60, and its worldwide gross this is insane was two hundred forty eight million dollars. Oh. Crikey! And I think Paranormal Activity was like maybe that was fifteen thousand or something. So yeah, it's in, it's a it's a really incredible um, and and those actors haven't worked since. <laughs> what from Blair Witch? They haven't needed to work. Since. <laughs> well, that's because it's real. Joe. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. They're dead, oh, yeah. Um, so, Paranormal was 15,000. Are we ready for a quiz? But the gross is less. Right. It was only 193 million. So, so it's... But it cost a quarter of the Blair Witch, so yeah, that, that's fine. So, Hugh, I'm going to start with you on the questions, and then obviously if you get them wrong or you don't know, Joe will uh, will pipe in. Um, what's the name of the convenience store, Hugh? Oh, God. What was the name? I knew this would trip you up at least at first. Oh, I don't remember. Oh no! Um, is it quick and easy? Some easy convenience. Joe's primed and ready to oh, go. Joe, what was it? Almost uh, the quick stop. 
The quick stop. Damn it. That's the low hanging Slightly fruit. trickier second question. <laughs> cool. What's the name of the video store? Oh, it's like the initials <laughs> of the, the people who own it. It's like. Oh, it is. Um, Don't pick up your phone. What? Joe, <laughs> smack it out of his hands. <laughs> it's like Bullshit. RT something. Joe? Is it RST? RST video. RST store. RST. I had it on my phone. RST video. Damn it. Um, well, that's why I should have been more subtle. <laughs> Number three. How many women has Dan Tisler? Twelve. Twelve. And he's been cheated on eight and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> what brand of gum is the anti-smoking character working oh, for? Oh, what's the name of that company? It's not a company I'm familiar with. I don't know if it's a, even a real company. No, I don't think it was either. Mm. It's like... No, they they avoided it's all like um, brand chew. names as much as they could. What is so, so, so much chew? Oh, is it very close? Chew or what? Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm having a, I'm having a nightmare tonight. <laughs> and that one, right? Go yeah, on, Joe. Chulies, 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 Chulies. And question five: Can Hugh redeem himself? At the end. When Dante is saying goodbye to Randall, there's a newspaper headline. <laughs> yeah, it's the world's fattest man marries world's thinnest woman, or something like that. Woman's uh, tiniest, woman. tiniest, yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's uh, very good. I knew um, that was going to come um, up as a bonus. <laughs> as as a bonus, what is the sign that they have on the back of the cash register all the way through? Oh, the, the one where it's like, if you're planning on robbing us, let us know or something, or shoplifting. Let yeah, <laughs> yeah if you plan yeah, on shoplifting, exactly, please yeah, let us know. <laughs> that's right. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Hugh, the big question ultimately but, uh, is: uh, you got two out of five, by the way. Brilliant. The big question is: would you recommend this film? Yeah, no, it's classic, isn't it? I can see why it's so popular. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain so I think of films that are similar to it with, you know, this kind of mm. interesting dialogue and yeah, it's very, I, I like, it's interesting. Like you say, it's turned up to eleven, but to me, it feels quite naturalistic for some reason. Like, I think because, I, like, you say, the, the the content of it is naturalistic, and they're not trying to, they're not trying to be politically correct or you know filter themselves but just the the verbose verbose dialogue it's a kind of like it edges on you know the subreddit i am very smart <laughs> the, the some of the things they say you know like they're more likely to use the word utilize instead of use yeah, just because it's, it's, it's that's that's that i definitely um, um but i've definitely feel like i've had some of the conversations they've had when i was working at blockbuster though <laughs> yeah definitely mm. like some of the yeah. like, so like the dilemmas big, that my, like uh, Dante is having like I'm sure that a guy I worked with had those problems <laughs> when <laughs> when I was working with him, you know. What he snapped his neck trying to suck his own dick. Yeah, his balls were just wrapped in his there. lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it? No, I'm not. A... <laughs> he's like, he's like, what's he calling? Perfect. Yeah. And then the um, the coroner later says. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I once had to tag a kid who uh, broke his neck by <laughs> trying to put his mouth on his own penis. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big thing in the 90s. Like Marilyn Manson had the, that whole rumour that he'd had a rib removed to try and do it. I think people were really into that in the 90s. I don't know what that well, was. Well, fall of the Berlin Wall, people try to suck their own we've, dicks. We've all tried it, haven't we? Haven't no, we? you fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pervert. <laughs> Not welcome back I on mean, here. I could never reach. No. Hugh, <laughs> of all the, it's just that last vertebrae. Hugh, of all the questions I've asked you today, here's the most important for the future. What film are you going to get me to, are you going to force me to watch? 
this Well, week. I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to. Um, but I think we should watch uh, the 20, I think it's 2018 film. Uh, in, is it Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Sounds what do you right. know? Hey, right. hey, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> do you know anything about this, Joe? <laughs> um, is it a <clears throat> film? Yes. Is it animated film? It is an animated film. And it's about Spider-Man. Spider-Man you, film. Oh, I tell you, you're keen. You're keen mind there, lad. Um, that's all <laughs> I know about it. Um, I have no interest in watching this film. <laughs> well, you won't be watching it then. So, but what does what you know about it, Samo? I know very little. I think there's maybe a multiverse aspect to it, and I know Miles Morales is in it. Who I think he's like. A, <laughs> well, this is into the Spider Verse. Like Miles Morales. <laughs> Did you get that from the title? Well, I mean, it's not necessarily. <laughs> Titanic. What do you think I that think Miles about, Morales Joe? is like? A... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so Miles Morales is in. He's like a backup Spider Man, or maybe he's Spider Man in another universe. I don't know the. Oh. I don't know the lineage right, there. Okay. But I'm, I'm really excited because I know it's going to be great, and you know I'm an MCU fan. I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. Yeah. But, you know that's and thing, it's so. child friendly, so you can I'm watch looking it, forward to it during the day with your, your little girl Thank running around. God. <laughs> yeah, I can watch it several times if necessary. Good. Well, um, Joe, thank you for joining us. Got some um, else though before Hugh, if they want to get in touch. Yeah, if they want to get in touch and tell us what they thought of either Joe's performance or Clerks or preferably into the Spider Verse, how much? So what that? they need to do, uh, you'll under- you'll you'll get this, Joe. They need to get a job working in like a convenience store, mm. um, preferably one that's open called Quick Easy Convenience. Preferably one that's open from six till eleven <laughs> and makes you work the entire day <laughs> like some sort of slave. Um, and then if they've yep. got a computer system, which most of these things nowadays have, you know, it's the twenty first century. Are they connected to the net? They are. They can surf the net, the World Wide Web. So yeah, they need to go to the uh, website http colon forward slash. Um, Google or <laughs> two slashes, two mind. slashes, mind, two slashes, Sam. That's what they call them. Um, so yeah, so they could, they need to, they can get in touch with us like that. They can, um, they can. We've got an email with Google. <laughs> just, just type in Google yeah, or something. Uh, with uh, please right. watch this dot pod at gmail dot com. Sam, if they want to get Fantastic. in touch with us, say like through social media, how would they do that? Well, there's a couple of options. I won't lie to you. Um, the the one on which we're currently most active is Twitter. We are at Please Watch Pod. We now have an Instagram page, and what? I did nothing with it. Mm. And I know. And about two days later, suddenly fifty followers. I did nothing with it. So I, uh, you know, bots are great. Aren't here's they? hoping <laughs> seventy followers next week. Yes. So get with us it's on Instagram at Please Watch Pod as well. Sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? Sweet. Had fun this week. I, I mean, I've got nothing Thanks else for to coming, say. Joe. I'm exhausted. I appreciate you for Thanks, Joe. taking your time out of your uh, busy life to uh, tell us about the wondrousness of uh, Clerks. Thank you. It's been we'll great to get too. out of my kitchen. <laughs> 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 well, you're welcome. Right. All right, listeners, we, we love, love you wholeheartedly. I mean, lukewarm for me. Joe, do you love them most? They're growing on me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially our number He's one fan. You, you, you yeah. like him. I mean, I'm, I'll still, I'm still number one fan. I'll fight you if you claim to be <laughs> yeah. a number one fan. Yeah, if you're our number two <clears> fan, <throat> you may also get a chance to come on the show at some point. I mean, it's a, definitely an offer we could do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, but, I, but I love you, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, like good, a, good. All right, like, well, like, like an Old Testament god, you know, I will strike it down. <laughs> <laughs> Some smiting will most definitely happen. <laughs> okay, then. Um, I think there's only right. time to say goodbye. Bye! Bye.